What's up, everybody? Welcome to the State of Wild, episode 63, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by my two good friends and co-hosts, Raffle and Corbett. And this week, we're joined by a very, very special guest that we all love. Rod Zombie, how you doing, friend? I'm really fantastic. Thank you for having me, guys. Um, looking forward to chatting with you. There's a, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah, Raffle Corbett, how are you guys doing this week? Uh, I'm doing all right. You know, I made the decision once we got some exciting news this week that I would start immediately conceding to all warlocks that I encountered on the ladder. And my ladder experience just dramatically improved. So, uh, you know, it's really improved my my mental state, I think, too, coming off a few good streams as a result of that. Uh, I haven't had the joy of auto conceding to warlocks. I've uh, I've been grinding away trying to trying to get that even lock uh, high legend rank. I got to try and get as much dust bait as I can out there in the Twitter sphere before the warlock nerfs. Um, but no, uh, I've had a, I've actually had a pretty fun time uh, over the past week or so. Um, THL THL's going fun, and I'm very much looking forward to all the uh, all the nerfs that are coming out. It's always a weird time period, man, when you. You know that patches are coming, you know the nerfs are coming, but you don't know exactly when, and it's just, it's just an awkward in-between period, so looking forward to the thing going live Tuesday. Call it the lame duck period of Hearthstone, where there's like <laughs> this awkward in-between phase where certain games almost feel like they don't matter. Like, I'm looking forward to nerfs, but there, there's like that, that dead period in-between. You yeah, run into all like these speed locks, and they're just going away, and you're like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. I feel like you probably feel a lot more as somebody like is trying to make content for YouTube videos, guaranteed. Um, like I, I had the same situation where like I, I took a few days off of streaming before they announced nerfs, and now that they have announced nerfs, I'm like I really don't want to play until the nerfs happen. But I feel really bad not streaming, so it's this really really weird in between where like what can I do to make it fun? And uh, I found a couple decks that maybe we can talk about uh, after the big news. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming uh we'll talk about all of that but uh, before we get into all of that we have to introduce our guest so rotted uh for those of the people out there listening that don't know who rotted zombie is uh tell them a little bit about yourself well guys i'm a hearthstone streamer sometimes content creator and writer i'm the team lead for temple storms wild hearthstone meta snapshot i'm a player for amber flight gaming i play in thl with these two guys straight above me here and I'm a big fan of that guy over there. I guess him too and him too. I think I'm subbed all three of you, so meh. Um, I love the wild format, and I love talking about it, and I love casting it, I love playing it, and it's just such a good time to be here with you guys. We, uh, we appreciate having you on. It's going to be... I love Rotted. Like, no meme. Memes aside. Love rotted. You gotta say that three times. Yeah. Love rotted zombie. Love rotted zombie. Love rotted zombie. And so I'm excited to talk talk to you about all of these huge changes that are coming. But before we get into all that, we also need to talk about you know our housekeeping stuff. We gotta we gotta take care of business. So first thing first, uh, just a reminder that if you guys enjoy the content, whether you guys are listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys are checking out uh, the state of wild, make sure you guys uh, drop a follow or drop a sub. It's a small thing, but it does support us a ton. You can also support the podcast over on Patreon by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash stateofwild and get some sweet perks in the process. And you can always join the, the State of Wild podcast Discord server. A lot of conversation right now going on about the uh, the nerves, what's going to get buffed, all that kind of stuff. So it's a great place to hang out and talk about all things wild. Hearthstone. Yep. 
All right, so let's dive into the the episode. Uh, before we get to the the big announcement, we have to do our weekly warlock check in. Uh, you know, this is the last time we're gonna be able to do this. So you know, last time for bragging rights. Uh, who has queued into the least amount of warlock this week? Uh, Rotted as a special guest. Well, you start first. Well, uh, you guys get to do this every week, so I'm just gonna go with my stats for september and it's a healthy 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 31 percent of all my matchups are into warlock uh but th that's both standard and wild and across all the three regions i played in america's europe and asia um one note however this is kind of unfair to you know say one and then not the other i've played warlock 63 percent of the time this season now with that in mind, most of it is even Warlock, so I think I get like a half pass, but it's still... Uh... I mean, well, Rotted is a pretty well-known uh, pseudo-Warlock main, or uh, Warlock aficionado, so it's only reasonable that he would uh, be, uh, you know, even dipping his toes into the Seedlock every now and then. Yeah, it's a little degeneration. There. Yeah, I personally had a... Pretty modest, uh, twenty-six percent warlock this week. Uh, it, they all started uh, seeming to pop up towards the end of the week when I made it very clear that I was conceding into any and all warlocks. Uh, unfortunately for my win rate, but uh, you know I'm happily at diamond five and uh, getting some fun matchups in the in in the process and uh, ignoring the uh, the awful ones. So. Meanwhile, I have seen a huge decline, an insane, drastic decrease in Warlock. I've only seen 35% Warlock this week, so good for me, right guys? 35%'s not so bad. Like, sorry, like Rotted, uh, we don't talk about how much Warlock I played myself, that would be, um, you know... <clears throat> no, we talk ridiculous. about that. No, 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 we don't, we don't have to, we can gloss around. We're, we're allowed to throw you yeah, under the fine. bus, we don't throw the guest under the bus, we're allowed to throw you under the bus, okay? He threw himself under the bus, he, he, yeah. he volunteered that, I thought you came to the truck truck fifth. or whatever. We don't have played in the fifth here in the uh, Australia, but um, you know, I, I feel like I should. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I have only queued into thirty two percent. So I guess Raffle, you do get to take the crown of least amount of warlock this week. Congrats. Well done. Um, but yeah, dude, I am. We're looking forward to these changes. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully, we see less warlocks. Um, so I mean, let's just dive into it. This is the big news. This is what you guys are all here for. Um, there is a new patch coming on Tuesday with. 14 changes uh so alec tweeted out uh kind of a detailed breakdown of what these changes were going to be and so you know normally when alec tweets we listen because it gives us the only insight that we get <laughs> kind of leading into the patch <laughs> so five nerfs uh those five nerfs are going to be two cards from warlock shaman and demon hunter there is one card being redesigned from priest there is one ban there is one ban coming to a card in Warlock, and there are seven buffs coming to cards in Hunter, Mage, and Warrior. Um, let's start with the big one. There is another ban coming to a Warlock card near you. Uh, I feel like everybody is kind of on board Demon Seed being banned in uh, in the WoW format. Um, I am 99.9% .9 confident in, in a ban to Demon Seed Warlock. I think this is, you know, like, like we've been talking about on the podcast... Um, you know, something that we expected them to eventually do, just, you know, maybe a little bit later than we would have liked it, but it does seem that, you know, Demon Seed will eventually be banned uh, in Wild. How are you guys feeling about that? Um, I, I mean, like you said, it's uh, 
it's been something we've discussed i think since maybe week one or two of the the expansion so um still a little bit surprised that it's happening after the discussion with hat i i think he made a very good case for the fact that they're not likely to ban a marquee legendary from a set in in wild but at the same time like it's the only card that fits the qualifications that make sense as a ban right like um you know a, a lot of uh, brainlets have been memeing about uh, it being crystallizer as the ban but that's dumb for two reasons one it's a neutral card so that <laughs> disqualifies it immediately two it's a wild card so you would just rework the card because it's not interfering with standard at all so it's like it, the obvious card is um is the the demon seed so um <laughs> i guess the uh the the not maybe a, a case for a flesh giant ban if you're if you're going the, the three head route but like they could just increase the mana cost one more time maybe that's like three of the five nerfs are are to increase the uh the the flesh giant nerf three times uh but no i think i think the demon seed is very likely um I I had been pessimistic that they were going to do it given how long it's taken them to take any action on it. So I'm happy. I'm very much looking forward to it. And I'm a little bit surprised that uh, that they're actually going this route, especially after talking with Hat, because I think he kind of convinced me otherwise. Very likely exactly what happened, Raffle. So I think Hat is sort of basically right on the premise that if they could avoid it, that they wouldn't look to ban Demon Seed. But... In order to do that, in my opinion, they would need to make adjustments to so many other cards in the orbit to achieve a similar effect that why not just eventually land on this as the solution? Because either this or you're going to address Crystallizer plus X number of other cards, and then at that point, it's just perhaps not even feasible. And maybe that's what they came to. Like they tried this with a few other iterations of other cards getting adjusted. And in the end, they just said, screw it. This is the only way we're going to achieve the result that we're after. Um, I'm as surprised as you are, I think. Yeah, I, I'm also a little shocked. I, I really didn't think this was happening. I was uh, very, very convinced that the the route they were probably going to go was this, the crystallizer nerf. Um, and not an outright ban. I didn't think that a ban made sense in the context of like comparing the Demon Seed as a card to what Steeler did, right? Like Steeler did so many things beyond the actual like power level of popularity. It was the the animations. It was like the very specific type of play experience. It just felt like that was a unique situation. I really didn't think they were going to go down this route when they have like a very valid option. I think in like a crystallized enough. I thought that was actually going to probably do a lot along with the standard wallet changes that we were getting yes um i i do think that the the band does indicate something i think about the warlock nerfs themselves uh, we'll, we'll dig into more like what the actual nerfs are but i do think that it suggests that like they're not really going to be nerfing multiple cards that affect wild uh i think that a, uh, an option that they might nerf is soul rend um and in that case the nerfs that they're making for standard were unlikely to decrease the warlock viability in wild enough um and so yeah they just they just pulled the trigger on it which again i i'm really shocked by actually i yeah. uh woke up very surprised that's a very good point like i think last week we were talking about how if they nerf mithril rod they nerf like touch of the nathrazim and then they hit crystallizer and then like see how those changes affected warlock before they went and like maybe banned 
the quest. And so I'm very surprised. Like, I'm very... Don't be wrong. I think we're all very happy to see a ban to the Demon Seed. Oh, whoa, whoa. Sorry. I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Boot okay. to kick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that there's nothing that's inherently wrong with the Demon Seed as a wild mechanic, as a wild reward, as a wild archetype. I think that the problem is just the power level and the speed and the level of synergy. And I think that if the Demon Seed was a deck that was similar more to Reno Priest in terms of the uh, time of completion and the like, the amount that you can disrupt it, um, you know, like Reno Priest can kill until nine, ten consistently after like a polk out, or uh, even like Reno Quest Mage, right? Like Reno Quest Mage back in the day, uh, Vargoth Time Wolf, turn nine, GG. Um, yep. If it was more along those lines, then I would be perfectly fine with it. I don't think there's a problem necessarily with fatigue being quote unquote invalidated. And so I thought that a ban, I, I'm I'm a little bummed out that a marquee legendary, as Hat kind of put it, is be, is being uh, pushed out of the wild format because I, I think that it just doesn't fit the definition of what a ban should be, in my opinion, compared so, to something like Steeler. But I, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen a crystallizer change, but I suppose perhaps there were issues down the road and they felt like they were never going to be able to properly curtail this. I think that the, I, I said this last week, and I don't think that a crystallizer change, even potentially with the rune mithril rod change, was going to be enough to uh, drop it significantly. Because I think that Rod had brought up a good point. Like, if you can you can address certain cards, but at a certain point, you're just playing whack-a-mole with symptoms when the root cause seems to be the demon seed. I agree with you to a certain extent, Corb, that, like, the, the problem absolutely is that it gets online too quickly and it kills you too quickly. Like... I, I also agree that, like, even denying or making fatigue irrelevant uh, isn't really a concern because fatigue is already irrelevant. The format's so much faster than it ever has been. Even last expansion with Forged and the Barons when we were talking about how things had slowed down. Like, fatigue has been irrelevant for a long time, so I'm not concerned about that. What I'm concerned about is how quickly it gets online. And you, that's not just a problem with the cards that activate it. That's a problem with, like you've talked about in the past, the, the stages of the quest line are too easy to complete. And I don't know if they want to make that change for wild when the card is in standard, because then you're balancing the card around a, a standard card around the wild format, and they've already indicated that they don't want to do that. And so I think that that's why they're going the route of the ban in this case. It's, again... If Steeler is any precedent, it's a temporary ban and it'll be reworked once it rotates. Or maybe even, um, you know, if it needs to be changed in standard down the line, it can, you know, be in a place where it can come back in into wild as well. Because it is still very strong in standard. I've been watching a lot of uh, GM this weekend and, you know, it's it, it's doing things in, and, like, killing people, you know, a lot quicker than... A card like that should so there's some potential in the future that maybe it uh it gets hit and um you know is available in in wild again but like i think and i think that's also some of the reluctance of why it took a little bit longer to address the uh the seed lock than the stealer souls as well because i think that they're hoping that it would kind of work its way out and then it just did not and it got more and more refined which seems ridiculous because we've had dark lair for so long but it really did and it started pushing, you know, a lot of um, entire archetypes out of the format. So I think that I think it's harder for them to justify 
balancing a standard legal card around the wild format than it is to just ban the card in the format temporarily. Yep. And yeah, I just I just want to get ahead of this. I am going to be happy with the end result, right? <laughs> like I am happy that the ban is happening, and I think the format will be better after the ban. All I'm saying is that uh, like if there was an alternative way, or if again we don't know exactly what the nerfs to the warlock are, so it's like if it's backfire touch. But it's like, did you really need to ban the Demon Seed? Maybe we didn't need to if it's like those two cards. But we don't know. Like, if it's Soul Rend and something, then it's like, okay, that makes more sense why they went the ban route. Um, but yeah, I just want to get ahead. Like, I am, I am happy. Because like, I don't want to get called out as saying, like, like, oh, cool. What a Warlock you say that, yada, yada. but nobody's going to listen to this caveat that you just made. And they're just going to say, oh, I'm against the Seed Lock ban that you said at the very beginning. So you've already screwed yourself with that. that and play it over and yeah. over again i'm gonna make it my like subscriber sound when, when yeah i have already clip jumped you and i'm gathering up the pitchforks now you're no. it's already on reddit nothing you can do all right live stream <laughs> fail here we go yeah. i'd like to subscribe to your newsletter yeah but yeah i mean i think okay 95 percent of the community is going to be very happy when this demon seed gets banned but i i think we were all surprised that in conjunction with Again, we don't know if it's two or three Warlock nerfs. Um, but I'm very surprised with how long it took them to address the Demon Seed. I'm very surprised that they went ahead and whacked this while they are making other changes. Obviously, we don't know what those changes are. But um, I would have been very surprised. I wouldn't have been very surprised to see like them nerf three cards, wait until the mini set, and then see if we needed to ban Demon Seed. So, um, But yeah, I mean, I think long term, we are all, you know pretty happy that this change is happening and i'm excited to see you know the ban in conjunction with some of these nerfs uh kind of what the wild format looks like otherwise um i mean i feel like we're not giving this demon seed ban enough hype for what's actually happening but i kind of want to start talking about nerfs i don't know if you guys have anything else you want to say about the ban i mean just sort of thinking about the the negative space that it's working in it's it's a bit speculate it's a bit of speculation too but Given the trajectory of what we've seen over the last few sets and mini sets, I would have to expect they're going to keep pushing this style of Warlock deck. And so I wouldn't be surprised at all if a card or two that are, that's coming would be similarly powerful and similarly uh, challenging with the Demon Seed in the wild format. So, I mean, I, I bet that they looked at any number of options and perhaps turn to this as a last resort after everything else seemed to just not quite be enough in their playtesting and data collection. Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy, even if Corbett isn't. <laughs> Cancel Corb. <laughs> God damn it, Corb. <laughs> um, all right, I, I 100% agree with that. Like, again, I mean, well, let's talk about the nerfs, because right, that probably influenced a lot of the decision-making behind the ban, um, I, I would wager. So he did say that there are five nerfs coming, to Warlock, Shaman, Demon Hunter. Numbers were not specifically given for each. Um, but, I mean, I think we can expect more Warlock nerfs than anything. Uh, so, I mean, let's just talk about the easy ones. Let's talk about Demon Hunter. Uh, I believe that there will be one change to the Demon Hunter deck. Uh, in Standard, the Brute Glide Demon Hunter. Um, brute. Me, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but the Brute deck, or the Glide deck in Wild. Um, has been gaining a lot of popularity, and it's seemed to be really, really strong, but it's also fairly swingy from what I've seen. I don't know. I guess I'll defer to the standard player here about the Demon Hunter deck. 
uh, in terms of power level. But I think a lot of people are just kind of agreeing that Brute's probably going from 7 to 8 uh, just to try to slow down that crazy Brute swing turn you know, really early in the game. Yeah, uh, like Quest, Lifesteal, OTK, Demon Hunter was the things. Uh, there had sort of been the, the Brute Me Dude with the weapon deck that you'd seen running around, the Lion's Frenzy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I people just said, uh, you know what, screw like a, a, a certain amount of damage. What if we had infinite damage? Let's just put the uh, Ilganoth combo in that deck and uh, see what happens. And that deck has started to like really get better at top legend as being refined very, very recently, like over the next few days. Even um, with Ilganoth going to six, it's still viable enough? Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 the big synergy with uh, the quest reward is that when you glide, right, then the Ilganoth comes back at four anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can often just get it down for cheap yeah. with the uh, the quest discounts and stuff like that anyway. So, yeah, right. it usually all works out. Um, and, yeah, so so that definitely had to be addressed. It was a very, like, wild-esque power swing, right? Like, Brute mm-hmm. Me Dude on turn four. And it's a bit it's a bit much even for, even for standard right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd been hearing uh, rumblings of that deck earlier in the week leading up to GMs, and people were trying to keep it close yeah. to the vest, I think. Um, so I, I went into the, the GM this weekend excited to see the deck, and it ate every single ban for every single uh, matchup that I saw. I never got to see the deck play because people were so terrified of it. Um, so that, like, yeah, it's 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 got to be brute because, uh, like, playing, like you said, brutes on four, that's a wild turn, and um, that's not something that those... Uh, those feeble standard players are ready for so um probably gonna increase the mana cost of that maybe the quest line but i think it's probably brute it'd be good if uh in the future you know how we have like war songing cards and we just delete them what if we just flesh giant cards it's just every time we bump them up by mana is that what happens with ilgnoth we just bump it up to seven bump it up to eight we just keep going <laughs> just, just flesh giant a card or two and thus a new no? meme was born yep yes <laughs> yep. no it's uh it's just brute it's just brute it has yeah. to be brute always brute um, okay, so that's one out of the five nerfs. Uh, Shaman is also probably eating another nerf. I think Quest Shaman is, I think, rumors are the best control deck in Standard by a mile, only really losing to kind of the Fatigue Warlock decks and Combo Mage. Um, so lots of people are talking about Perpetual Flame in uh, in Standard Shaman. Um, you know, I that card's pretty strong in Wild too. Right, um, and so yeah, I can imagine weird. it being strong and standard. So, are we thinking one mana deal two, or are we thinking like two mana for a perpetual flame? Two I think, mana. Uh, I think two mana. I think two mana is more likely. Yeah. yeah. Even warlock. I mean, even uh, shaman says num 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 num. <laughs> can't play overdraft on the quest. It's over. You can play lava shock though. And you can run the two Whoa, mana three two that does the same uh... thing. Yeah, but no, you don't want control cards and even shock. <laughs> I did. No, I will a, say that I played. Body. Isn't it even better than lava shock? <laughs> I know it, it is. It is. You don't want either. You don't want perpetual flame. Oh, in, fair in enough. Even that's that's what thing. you mean. Yes. Yes. I I will say that I did play a big shaman with uh with overdraft and perpetual flame recently, and the it's just nuts. Like yeah. um anything. When I was lucky enough to queue into board based deck, it was just GG when I drew. Yeah. either one or especially the perpetual flame but it got even better when i had the overdraft associated with that and you know in, in standard um yeah i could definitely see that being kind of oppressive because yeah some decks actually play for the board in, in that format i was just gonna say give aggro an extra turn to go at them make it slightly more vulnerable yeah mm-hmm. uh, i do want to take a little bit of time here for uh for story time 
and just uh, call out Corbett a little bit here uh, because last season in THL, before Reno Shaman was like super popular, um, I was considering bringing it right after the mini set dropped because NHL and I had theorized that it was super good against the Odd Paladins and the Pirate Warriors. Not only because of Flurgal Talks, but also because this card called Perpetual Flame was pretty nuts. And, uh, and Corbett was uh, pretty damn skeptical about that. So I'm just going to put that out there. Um, Corbett thought Perpetual Flame sucked. And uh, this is also the same guy that wanted Demon Seed to, to not be banned. And Corbett's looking through the conversations right now to try to find evidence for this. <laughs> um, I feel like we're just piling on to Corbett today. What do yeah, we do? Like, we, like, we very rarely get to do we, this. So when we get the opportunity, I'm going Let's... to. No, no, no. Now I'm now I'm on the cancel me out train. Come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody knows that I'm toxic. You can't, can't, you can't cancel me over being toxic. That's just I've always been that. All right, come on. Is this um, the show that the triad fell apart? <laughs> and it's all Rod's fault because he's not stopping yeah. us. Gosh. Um, oh, it's not. <laughs> um, all right, and so that really leaves three more nerfs, and there's only one class left. All right, which leaves three potential nerfs for Warlock. Um, I'll start with Corbett here. I know I was just giving you crap, but uh, again, you're the standard guy. I'm assuming that with a ban coming to Warlock, that these are all pretty standard focused nerfs. And so I'm interested in what you think your uh, your opinions on these nerfs are going to be. Yeah, I think that there's a chance that there's a second Shaman nerf, potentially. Uh, mm, so this might okay. not just be like three Warlock. It might be... Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if there was like a change to the quest specifically okay. the uh like the first part of the reward is very very strong um and whether they i don't know maybe there's a way to adjust that slightly but um regardless like we're, we're probably getting two to three warlock changes so what are the what are the big targets really uh backfire that's a potential one uh touch of the nethrozem soul rend uh mithril rod and flesh giant because <laughs> of course um why not throw really it in there flesh yeah, giant to 14 so so we have options, right? You probably only want to do one of Backfire Mithra Rod because one of them kind of nerfs the other in a lot of the ways. Like they're very synergistic together. Um, Mithra Rod is probably not as strong as some of the other cards, but it's really gross. The play experience is really nasty. Yeah. And like the mulligan win rate is like gross. And so it kind of has a little bit of that Encanter's Flow problem where yeah, it scales kind of badly after turn three. But what if you have it on turn three? Like, if you have it on turn three, the game just kind of goes in a very different direction than it should. Yeah. So I think Mithril Rod's a very good c candidate, and that way you don't have to touch Backfire as well. Um, and then it comes down to probably Flesh Giant. Probably don't need to nerf that anymore, uh, although it would be hilarious. And then uh, Touch and Soul Rend. Now, the reason I think it's Soul Rend is, as I outlined, because we're banning the Demon Seed. I, I think if it was, like, Touch, Flesh Giant, Rod, or if it was something touch backfire rod or something like that then they might not go for the direct ban in wild because wild decks for warlock would already be significantly affected and so i really think it might be the soul run to five i mean that's just that's an insane card right now in standard like deal four aoe with upside like it's upside the uh, uh so yeah deal five aoe for four and then the quote-unquote downside is actually like really really good for you to get your bristle back so i think it's soul i think it's mithril rod and then maybe i want another one if we're not getting double shaman nerfs yeah i don't see a world in which rod is not getting nerfed after um the, the games that i've watched this weekend I, and i'm with you on the soul run too i think that that card is uh doing way too much in standard yep um in but if those two cards are hit i feel like that's maybe enough for mm -hmm. the standard warlock, I would 
I don't know. I don't think that if you're touching two of the best cards in, like, what is a very good deck, but, you know, probably not the best deck in the format. You're probably hitting it hard enough to um, to knock it down a bit, so. Yeah, I, I, think... I think it'll be a second Shaman nerf. I think, I think it'll only be the two Warlocks. I mean, having played a bunch of Standard this week and not being an expert by any stretch, the two cards that have felt the grossest to me, beyond the Demon Seed itself, haha, have been Rod and have been Soul Ren. Both of them have very little downside to sort of playing them out as you're supposed to. Obviously, Rod has such a swingy effect. Flow is, I think, an apt comparison. If you, you curr out nicely with it, you're in a really strong position to just run away with the game. And Soul Ren while theoretically having a downside of deleting your deck, actually is insanely positive with the Baron Scavenger and with the Bristleback. So I think making it, uh, slowing it down a little bit is probably a pretty sensible uh, way to go. Yeah. I will say, like, I was theorizing, like, before we knew that there was going to be a ban, that it was going to be, like, Touch, Rod, and then, like, Crystallizer for Wild. Um <laughs> Seeing that we do have a ban and hearing like not only you guys but a bunch of other players talk about Soul Rend, like I, I can be on board with that. I don't play much standard, so I don't really know the power level of like how good it is in standard, but I do know that like I was playing Soul Rend and Evenlock with like the Baron Scavengers, just because like you have so many threats anyways, and like it is so good against Pirate Warrior and it's so good against Agro Priest that like I'm gonna kinda miss it. But if I'm gonna miss it in wild, like that probably tells you like how strong it is in standard. And it's so, just so like, tall. Yeah, I guess Five like my hesitation tight. was like it's like that the three three life steal and then the six six that costs one mana. I feel like are so core to the warlock like package of like handlock that I was like, are they really gonna nerf it right instead of like maybe nerfing some healing in the deck? But I mean, if you guys are saying that it's kind of gross, then I can. I can hop on board and just hope for a, an unnerf when it eventually rotates. Um, all right, and then the last big change that kind of has already been confirmed. Uh, we're getting a redesign to a priest card. Uh, that card is Lucia. Mind Render Lucia is getting reworked. Um, I have no idea what this redesign is going to be. I know some people have been talking about like get your opponent's hand for a turn so that you don't like time warp them, but then you kind of remove the downside of your opponent being able to play cards out of your hand. Um, I've seen, like, just get a copy of your opponent's hand, but that kind of disrupts the whole, you know, disruption part of Elusia. So I honestly have, I'm not a game designer, so I have no idea how they're going to rework Elusia. We just know that it is getting reworked somehow, some way. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on how they might do it, or what you might want to see from Elusia. I mean, like buffs, reworks are kind of a, a shrug moment because it, it could literally be anything like yeah. <laughs> you know like, so um you know it could even just turn into a three mana azelina which seems a little weird so i guess it would have to be like a temporary copy if we're talking about that um uh but yeah i don't i don't necessarily think that the um until end of turn would be a complete uh solution there because then you could just dump your opponent's low cost hand and so in aggro mirrors that becomes kind of toxic as well but either way, I think the card needs to change. It's it's an awful player experience. I don't personally mind it all that much, if I'm being honest. But like, a lot of games now that Priest is so heavily aggro shifted are predicated on when you draw Lucia and if you draw Lucia, and that's just not healthy. 
did you see GMs today uh, where Luna absolutely yep. bodied, um, what was it, Dimitri? Uh, or was it... Ego? Uh, was it Ego Waffle? It was Ego Waffle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was kind of emblematic of the whole debate. Yeah. yeah. Last, last week was literally just an Elusia show uh, because it was uh, last year I was standing, so there was just like, oh, yeah. there was just a lot of sweeps of... Uh, of, of shadow priest just a loose in people out of the game and like it, it's the same in wild too like you know mm-hmm. if uh if you dump hand which shadow priest is very capable of doing and then play in elusia that's it's effectively a time warp like you said you're just bashing your opponent for two turns especially with a void touch attendant on the board like it, it's it's dumb and you know i'm i'm hopeful that like i'm going to miss the fact that we're losing a disruption card because it like Meowth and I have talked about like I'm I'm pro disruption, um, but I don't think it three mana it's healthy disruption. <laughs> like like I don't think it's I don't think the card should exist as it currently is. Given how much it takes time warp to get online and then the mana cost of that, yeah, yeah. I I will say I am very sad that it's leaving specifically because that's like one less potential disruption tool we have. Um, but again, it is a disruption tool that is being monopolized by an aggro deck rather than like you know a control disruption tool so i don't know i hope that the redesign keeps that you know spirit of elusia of being a like a disruption tool for control decks because that's what i imagine it was supposed to be not like an aggro finisher tool um because like like raffle mentioned i think any disruption in the format i think is a good good thing um but i also just like the demon seed i don't think a lot of people are sad to see elusia go I mean, Corbett might be just like he was the demon seed, but I don't, I don't think most normal people are sad to see Lucia go. What, are your what is this? What's Corbett? going on, Math? What, what are we, what are I'm we doing? I'm taking out all my just... frustrations this week on you this week, okay? I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. Right. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take the brunt of it. All the warlock hate that you've got inside of you. I, I'll, I, I will, you know, shield this. Um, <laughs> no, Lucia rework. Probably, I assume it's going to be uh, get a copy of your opponent's hand until the end of your turn. Uh, I think that's kind of what they'll do because it takes away the time warp aspect. It isn't disruption, but it's also like if your opponent assembles an OTK in hand, then you play... Maybe they bump it out of two mana as well, right? They make it two mana. So that way, if the opponent assembles like an OTK in hand, you can play two mana Lucia and then just OTK them back, maybe. Um, that would probably still have worked a lot of the time in the old like Ilganoth OTK Demon Hunter matchup, where if they played a Skull, then you could have gone a Lucia and just OTK'd them instead. So kind of works but it's uh it's not quite disruption and it takes a time warp but we'll see they they have options it's it's awkward though right we've only seen have we have only seen one real rework before with uh warsong commander is that is that it is that the one rework i think do we consider that a rework well yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we do like i mean it died but sure like, i mean it was a slaughter but it was certainly a rework <laughs> There hasn't been anything yeah. else from remotely close to this level of, of redesign, right? I kind of yeah, think, nothing, nothing jumps to mind. Usually the nerfs are obviously very um, simple in terms of like yeah. you know, very small changes. Um, so it's kind of weird, but I think Shadow Priest and Wild, just to just circle it back to Wild, um, I think it'll be fine. Actually, I think I think it really won't mind the Elusia change that much. Uh, Elusia is much better in standard Shadow Priest than Wild, like if you look at stats and things. And I think it makes a lot of sense why, because uh, Wild is faster, and you know the three mana for Elusia is actually a little bit expensive in this format, whereas uh, in standard not so much. Um, and so I think it'll be fine. It's a one of. 
it's like losing one of isn't as big of a deal as losing two of obviously and shadow priest still does disgusting shadow priest things like it'll it'll probably still be fine into like combo mages because you know you don't get the auto win button but you get a tendon on one which is like a 90 percent auto win button <laughs> uh all right let's move into the the buffs i think this is everybody was super hype about everything until they got to the buffs and then they saw hunter and warrior and people started panicking about future wild um i mean let's just go ahead and say this alec did include it in the tweet buffs are looking at recent archetypes that didn't hit as well as we want so there's a mix of light and medium changes so people are immediately panicking oh my god quest hunter is already super insane they're gonna buff it ah and then Warrior, Pirate Warrior kind of totally missed in Standard. And so they're like, ah, Pirate Warrior buffs, Pirate Warrior's already insane, ah. I, I don't think that they will ner or buff things that are already, like, near the top tier in Wild. I, I will say that I don't think that they will do that. Um, I think they would rather print new cards rather than buff. This is me coping right now that they will not buff those cards. Um, but we are seeing seven buffs to Hunter, Mage, and Warrior. Before we dive into the discussion, I am just going to talk about the archetypes from this this expansion and last expansion that might be getting buffs okay so in hunter we obviously have the quest hunter synergy support cards but we also have all of these like beast support cards right so we have like rat king rats of extraordinary size all these token hunter style of cards that might be getting changes um mage we had all the hero power mage stuff from fortune the barons as well as like the new fire mage slash spell mage stuff uh from this expansion and then Warrior, it's Pirate Warrior and kind of big Warrior, unless you want to count like Frenzy cards uh, from the last expansion. Um, but I think people got enough of Rush Warrior last expansion that I don't think that they would want to revisit that. So, so yeah, that all being said, I am interested in what you guys think about these buffs. And like, obviously, it's hard to predict buffs. We've, we've talked about this, but I'm interested in what you think they might like archetypes. We can talk about archetypes, what they might buff. And I know you, Corbett and Raffle automatically gave me this look when I said, they won't buff Quest Hunter and Pirate Warrior. <laughs> uh, you want to go? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll start. I'll start. Yeah. Because I don't uh, I don't want Corb to get uh, dunked on <laughs> even further. Like, he's already taken enough abuse, so I'll take it this time. Um, first of all, I highly doubt Questline Hunter is going to get any new changes. Um, simply, not because Questline Hunter is a good deck in standard, but, like, the cards that you would buff for Questline Hunter are direct damage spells, and Face Hunter is already good enough in in the format. They're not good. I don't know that they're going to, you know, after nerfing uh, Pack Runner, they're going to like buff the direct damage spells, and that's the only thing that like I could see Questline Hunter getting from that. We talked about this last week. Quest Warrior is underperforming in standard, and the reason for that is low quality pirates in the format. There's a very real possibility that um, that one or more pirates um, in Warrior get nerfed, or the quest line itself. Like that's that's a that fits the bill of uh, what Alex said in archetypes that didn't hit as well as they obviously wanted. They released the quest and they released pirates. We have to brace ourselves for the very real possibility that um, the quest line Warrior does get touched for Mage. I don't know. Mage has been kind of all over the place as a result of its own quest line, right? Like, you've got fire stuff, you've got the hero power stuff from last... Like, 
it, I can't see anything in Mage being terribly relevant as a change in Wild because like the, it's not going to be Ignite. It's not going to be like, how can you buff a uh, hot streak? So it's not going to be any of the cards that really like APM Mage is abusing and Seeker Mage didn't really gain anything. So I don't for anticipate Mage changes being a problem because the class is honestly doesn't seem very good in standard right now. <laughs> so how it like, so it's like the recent cards that it's gotten isn't aren't uh great in wild either so i would uh maybe brace for a pirate warrior buff um just and maybe some of this is clouded by the conversation that we had last week and i'm missing some of the other archetypes or cards that um that haven't been performing well in standard i don't know can i dig in on that for a second so looking at pirates in standard wouldn't one of the logical targets be the cargo guard, the three mana two four or something like that? Would sending that either, I guess, up an attack, or I don't know what else they could do, potentially lower the cost and change the stats down slightly? Would that make a tremendous difference in wild? No, I don't want to play many pirates that cost more than one mana, other than yeah. maybe harbor scamp. What could would they potentially buff that could find a home in Pirate Warrior, in which case, I wonder? Yeah, that, that, that's a good point, because, I mean, I don't know. Some of the newer pirates aren't that great, so... But they could be made good enough that, given the other synergies we have in Wild, that they could certainly, certainly find a place, yeah. Maybe, but, like, you're Maybe. also kind of already at capacity in terms of the, the pirates that you're including, so if, it, like... If they do, if a new pirate becomes good enough to slot in, you're kind of just making a lateral trade at that point. Like, so you're getting rid of a good pirate in favor of a new good pirate. And, like, I don't know if that moves the needle that much. What I would be concerned about is potentially cards that are already being played in Pirate Warrior getting better. And so if it's Cargo Guard, sure, give them some extra attack. I don't care. That card, you know, I'm just going to ignore it and keep going face anyway. But that new um, two one or the two two even yeah. So, so the the cards I yeah the cards I would be concerned about are uh, Harbor Scamp, which I don't see how you buff that card because it's already phenomenal, and some of the previous pirates that were introduced um, in yeah. other expansions, I I guess, which there haven't been that many. I, I honestly think we're looking at the quest itself. Oh. Being, I, and I know, I know we talked I, about how after all of the like pushback from the quest. I feel like such an easy buff without I, such an easy buff is just making that trigger on the end of the turn, and uh, like with the juggernaut. yeah, with the juggernaut. And I don't know. I, I know it's gross. I know it's gross. But like, I'm looking at the pirates in standard, and it's like Sword Eater the four five, right? I don't think they buff the four five, and I don't think they buff Sword Eater, and they're not buffing Outriders X to three mana, right? And so it becomes Harbor Scamp, which I don't think they buff. Cargo Guard, I mean, maybe. If you make it a 3-4, does that really change the needle on Pirate Warrior and Standard? And then there's, like, the 3-3 three, three that gives your... Is it 2 attack or 3 attack? It's like a 3-mana three 3-3. Three, three. Two right now. 2 yeah, attack. 2 right now. So, oh. like, you can make that 3 attack. I can see that happening. Hmm. But, like, there really are 7 changes that are coming, right? And so I'm expecting a couple of them to beat a warrior. And so but what not... are you buffing if not the quest? So here's the thing, though. Not just because they're buffing potentially multiple things in the warrior class doesn't mean they all land in the same archetype too. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. 
there's yeah there's there's other archetypes that have kind of missed in in warrior or have fallen off as a result of the uh the speed of the metagame right now so you know we could see even as few as one pirate get buffed or um i don't know the 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 buffs have been relatively light of late so i wouldn't expect anything terribly groundbreaking it's probably just like you said adding stats um uh, so i don't know if it's going to be enough to you know noticeably move the the needle in uh in the form in the wild format even if it is a card that's already being run so we'll see so to the very first thing we out said uh you don't think they're gonna buff anything that's already good in wild uh don't think they care it's fine like they're gonna they're gonna let the chips fall where they fall in wild mouth they're not gonna care about that um that said what ruffle said i think is also spot on in that they can't really buff anything in hunter uh that's related to the quest so i wouldn't be too concerned about that right now uh because there's, there's nothing that's really gonna work with that um talking warrior specifically i'd be very surprised if they actually buff the quest the quest is good the warrior quest is good it's just the density of pirates that they're gonna like have to work on and they probably will with the mini set and the next expansion yada 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 yeah. i think it's very likely it's just cargo but cargo bound what what's his name cargo something whatever cargo guard uh cargo, cargo irrelevant cargo, cargo bad yeah <laughs> cargo, cargo bad cargo cargo bad becomes a three four and it's probably becomes a very very good card in odd warrior that is uh what i will say i think odd quest warrior is actually a hell of a sleeper uh potentially i think that deck is potentially very very good what about um, what about Reno Pirate? Warrior? Once Warlock. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did Anyways, you uh, sorry, Meowth. We're doing the bashing on me today. We can't start on you, no matter <laughs> trying to tempt us like that. Um, <laughs> so I think I think Cargo have become really good in that deck. But yeah, uh, as for the other cards, I don't really know. Like Cowardly Grunt is six mana six two. Do they do that to five? Do they give it to one? I, I don't card. know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, Even do if they, they push do. The five, five, five mana to get a scrapyard out potentially is kind of gross maybe i don't, I don't no. know is that even an archetype that they've pushed all that much recently that seems like a yeah. carryover from well, they, like uh, they printed Man's, provoke but... cowardly grunt and lothar the legendary this set oh yeah lothar so... yeah we had troublemakers with hunter, though, so... with, with hunter it feels like we do know one confirmed change oh. with the uh the announcement had the card art for selective breeder mm. which you know, that seems like a great candidate. Um, they're probably going to buff the six mana rat spell because that's card really, really, really sucks. And, uh, you know, I think it can be pushed a little bit further. Yeah, yeah, they clearly wanted that archetype to go and it isn't going, so. Something to keep in mind, though, is that Selective Breeder is uh, actually from the core set, it looks like. So, like, oh. maybe we're looking too narrowly at some of the, the cards that are going to get changed and um need to yeah. expand a little bit so in reality like that's a huge pool of cards that we you know can't possibly predict like we've talked yeah. about i mean well, last time they did um the title surge right that's another they they buffed I, I, wait they buffed that right in the last thing well they buffed that, that before was, uh... it was in corset oh that's what happened okay yeah i was trying to, i think i was getting confused with when they buffed things but still uh, it could just be a chance that Selective Breeder happened to be a coincidence, like they just picked a card. But the fact that it's a, such a good candidate in standard right now makes me think that it's probably one of the buffed cards. And yeah, if they are doing core changes, because I was only looking at the last like two expansions, you know, mm -hmm. I was really only looking very uh, yeah, relatively recently. But if they are potentially buffing core cards, then I don't know, dude. It could be anything. Like, like it's it's almost not even worth getting into because it's right. so many at that point. Yeah. 
I mean, it seems like these are the correct places to look. I saw someone speculating that, well, they could make Wildfire go to one mana, and then everyone started talking about Odd Mage, and I'm like, no. No, please no. no. <laughs> I mean, I, that's uh, realistic. It'll be fun. I, I could say I, that. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely say that as well. But, like, again, yeah. you, you're just picking cards out of a hat at this point. Exactly. Like, throw, throw a dart against a board and, like, reduce the mana cost of it. Or throw underplayed cards against... Uh, or throw darts against a board with underplayed cards and, um, you, you know, reduce the mana cost or add a stat somewhere and you've exactly. got a possible buff target, right? So I, yeah. I don't... Like, I don't know... Maybe they've... And maybe they've just given up on Hero Power Mage because, like, that didn't really pan out. But they did print a yeah. lot of cards in it last expansion. So, you know, it's it, it's tough to say. And why are they buffing it now instead of, you know, shortly after the... Uh, previous expansion so it's just like it, again it's impossible to predict correct yeah. i mean I, I do think a likely candidate i know it's impossible but like the mage legendary antonitis with the fireballs the eight mana oh, guy yeah. I, I think that could be a very likely candidate um just because of how bad it is and <laughs> you know <laughs> or just the fire and, synergies in general like oh like, yeah like, you want to push chandler chandler to full mana no please no genuinely like that sounds like a good idea to push like we can make it a four mana oh, four four make it in line oh, with like granite and the elemental card like i, I think that's a oh. good change for the fire synergy and Romple, look what you what did you now, now i'm gonna start bashing on Romple. Like look that. what you did dude look what you did don't don't blame me we're the corb is doing this to himself i remember now why we were bashing him earlier <laughs> <laughs> and do you want to throw ignite into the mix too like what <laughs> Like yeah, let's do that. Yeah, sure. But I, I genuinely think Chad Littlefort, that would actually be very, very funny. I mean, it would be this horrific, just an absolute slaughter of the wild format. But imagine if they actually did it to try and push five agents standard. It would be incredible. Oh, God. I don't oh. imagine that. No. Right after the Warlock fiasco. Oh, it'd be yeah. amazing. I could see them taking, like, Into the Night is right now is like an 8 mana 7-7. Seven, seven. If you have cast a fire spell, your last three turns fire three fireballs, right? Totally yeah. just make him a 7-mana 5-7. Same effect. Good to go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Seems good. I don't know. I, I don't think that we should spend too much more time on buffs just because, I mean, like we've been saying, <laughs> who the hell knows, it. right? Who the yeah. hell knows? Yeah. But what well, we do now... We know. Yeah. That's definitely happening, yeah. 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 But what we do Corbett now really is that... I'm ignoring you, Corbett. I'm just ignoring you. I... <laughs> What we do know is that there is a Demon Seed ban coming, and there are five nerfs to Warlock, to Demon Hunter, and to Shaman. So I'm very excited that we actually get to play with the new cards and play the new expansion uh, now that Demon Seed is banned. And so I'm going to ask you an even harder question than buffs, and I'm going to ask you guys, you know, what do you think the meta is going to look like, right? I Again, I'm asking you the impossible questions so that we can get flamed in a couple of weeks when none of these decks are playable. Um... But I guess, I mean, I guess two questions. We can kind of combine them together. What do you think the meta is going to look like versus, like, what are you excited to play once Warlock is gone? Like, what are the decks that you weren't able to play with Demon Seed that you're excited to mess around with and play again once the uh, the nurse go live? Burgle Rogue. Ooh, Weren't you already it. playing that, though? Burgle Rogue? Yeah, but, like, I can actually have fun with it. I think that, like, any deck that... <laughs> I mean, basically, it just opens up that window again for any deck that, like, expects to go um, beyond, like, turn 7. Um, there's obviously a lot of talk around some of the other quest lines, like Questline Warrior, Questline Hunter, because those are powerful decks. But, like, I think unlike they're very different than Seedlock in that they 
do have some amount of uh, of counterplay that you can set up. Um, like Lothab is very relevant into um, Questline Hunter, so I can see that becoming a staple um, card in the format, just delaying them a turn. Um, even things as ridiculous as like Cobalt Monk and um, the, the uh, Robes of Protection have allowed me to do reasonably well into um, like Questline Hunter in particular. And I think the, the biggest thing that I think people are overlooking is that um, mana exists for um, for Questline Hunter in like the first four or five turns at least. So, uh, you know, unlike a Questline Warlock, which you would have to be absolutely brain dead to leave a uh, Tamsin in hand against your opponent when you don't have to, like Questline Hunter needs to rush down the quest and they often are left with a, a Tavish in hand that you can rat and rat is relevant like in yep. that matchup it's i i played big shaman and i ancestored called them to no end i dirty ratted them the other day when i was playing reno shaman like it like it has legitimate counterplay it's a very strong deck but it has counterplay and uh some of that counterplay is just like brute force healing and um you know if you can if you can out heal it it stalls out eventually and i think that that's relevant especially for an armor uh, class like druid or even you know we could see a resurgence of warrior but a lot of the decks that i think have the potential to beat questline hunter were completely pushed out of the metagame by questline warlock so we never got to see what counterplay looks like because like you couldn't play those decks and have a good time on ladder because you just got bullied by all the warlocks so i think that like expecting questline hunter to be like of the exact same power level or greater uh, when it lost, first of all, when it's a best matchups and the metagame is going to look different is, um, I, I think, a little bit too uh, short-sighted or like looking at things a little bit too narrowly. I th I would be a little bit more concerned about Pirate Warrior because that was a good deck already. And it's probably a, a better deck now. That's, you know, barring the previous discussion we, we had about a buffs, I don't think that there's going to be buffs that are going to be that relevant to move, to move the needle for an already powerful deck the concern is that it's just strong we've never seen just like we've never seen questline uh hunter against reno decks we've never seen the quest reward for pirate warrior against reno decks and that potential inevitability that we've talked about for a um a, you know a few episodes ago like that's concerning for a deck that's just looking to clear boards because like yeah you you finally get through that board you're about to stabilize and bam here comes the juggernaut like that's problem so that's one that i'm a little bit more concerned about um i think like corb said shadow priest is probably still going to be a relevant mainstay but you can like you, you again you can play against that yes. uh so i think that's the the biggest thing that i look forward to is actually feeling like i have agency in like the outcome of games because you know, 30% of my games aren't going to be the opponent uh, playing solitaire against me. And I and I hate that term because I, I think it's overused, but that's really what a lot of games felt like into Seedlock because by the time they started getting refined, like, it, aside from burn strategies, it really felt like the opponent was just removing their stuff and the removing your stuff while also progressing their own game plan. And it just, it, it was miserable to play against. Happening so fast, yeah. What do you think, I'm, I'm curious about Ignite Mage. So I know that the minion-based builds have been 
pretty strong and sort of independent from Seedlock because they can just sort of go ahead and do it anyway and sort of really care about Seedlock's condition all that much. I'm curious if the stuff that creeps back into the meadow with Seedlock departing um, will be potentially able to counterplay against the, the speed of Ignite Mage. The way it's been put to me in the past by people who've played it more is that the deck loses the most to itself when you have bad draws or sort of you take bad lines um, instead of like getting disrupted or getting raced down, which is entirely possible, mind you. It can get quite easily raced down by a fast deck. Um, I, I think it and Hunter are going to be there. I think we're going to see a resurgence of old school Dark Glare because turns out those interactions are still powerful. It's not going to be quite as fast, but it'll still be decent. And then we're just going to see a bunch of like semi-aggro stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if you know people are going to be experimenting with stuff that they couldn't really bring out, like different builds of Reno Priest, different builds of Luna's Pocket Galaxy, Reno Mage, stuff that just got sort of sidelined. And now people are going to be trying to optimize with uh, new cards that they haven't been able to play with before. And I'll be giving my best arena warlock, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> I like uh, it. Yeah, like the the meta game is going to be much more wide open. I think that hunter yeah. and warrior are going to be the default sort of trendsetters. Like they're going to be the things that people have a top of mind at least to start off with. Um, hunter is sort of in a weird position right now where it's so bad into druid. Like it's so bad into druid that if it becomes even like remotely close to the top dog the meta can adjust this so aggressively to it um with brutal 90 10 matchups whether that's with quest druid or mali druid or whatever um and so it has such a harsh direct counter i also think there are there are other decks as well like even th something like even warlock i think that deck can actually be pretty good into hunter if it's automatically yes. just running spice bread like a lot of people right now just aren't bothering to run a card like spice bread because it doesn't help against warlock and you know hunter's not really that relevant right now um and similar thing with like pirate warrior where a lot of the decks that probably beat pirate warrior have been pushed out and so i think a deck like odd odd quest warrior is sort of a sleeper that i think i mentioned earlier i think that deck can become very relevant especially if they do things like buff cargo um and you know it, it benefits a little bit there and it'll be interesting to see where things go because a lot of the stuff that beats warrior and hunter are probably overlapping um, like, there might be a lot of control armor up overlap there. And I think that in terms of the late game stuff, Ignite, uh, I, I, uh, Malagos and Druids will still be defining the late game. They'll probably be taking sort of the space that Warlock was. And I think even Warlock, even Warlock will become yes. the, uh, the top Warlock deck that people will sort of gravitate towards too. Um, which will be a response to a lot of the Druids that are sort of becoming the combo thing in the format right now so yeah. would know. you say it's even lock is like the best up. would you say even lock sorry to interrupt would you say even lock's mm -hmm. like the best counter to like the slow combo druids right now yes it is the uh, with like the unraveler it is the best counter to like malagos and and things yeah. like that it's, it's brutal, like it's so hard it, it's so hard for that deck to even deal with eight eights and then like <laughs> if you're playing unravelers it's just instant gg like yep. they literally can't play any cards so yeah sorry to interrupt sorry i just wanted to get no, that no, out no, there go. so that everybody no, knows. I, no, He's no. also right about Hunter there. In in my, I played a bunch of even Warlock this season, and eventually I settled on a build with double Spice Bread, and that 
was mostly in response to seeing a lot of aggro and a lot of hunter. And when I was able to get a spice bread on like with four between turns four and six, usually the hunter didn't have enough to stop the other big minions that were coming down sort of alongside it and then the turns adjacent. Yeah. And they just ran out of ran out of damage. I mean, do you not think that like Hunter's Mark becoming meta in the odd quest hunters like helps that match up a ton though because you buy a lot of time and not get smacked down by eight eights yeah i mean like one mana deal seven is good yeah <laughs> so like if that's if that's like what it's being used for then sure it's just hard to speculate because like it, it, it is actually a really good point that as much as they even lock and tech against the hunter the hunter can brutally tech against the even lock yeah. um and it'll just be interesting to see where things play out like we already know what the i think we already have like a good idea right of like what the the current decks are that are good that are being a little bit pushed down by warlocks even warlock pirate warrior we know those decks are going to be relevant it's just interesting to see what else creeps back in what are the good decks right now that aren't getting touched and they'll still be good but i think there's a lot of decks like like how token druid i think is oh, like yeah. i've been playing a lot with composting i i know we like and by we i mean you two i will say you two thought co composting would not be good enough and it has been freaking amazing like it's it's nuts i have drawn six seven cards off that card very consistently um i think that card might be low-key really good i'm actually really excited to see kind of the resurgence of hand buff paladin if cool. pirate warrior is going to be a super popular deck hand buff paladin is actually low-key pretty insane against pirate warrior uh with combination of catacomb guard and uh Samuro. i know we only have two mana conviction i know hand of dolls nerfed and i know first day of school's nerfed but, like, that matchup is still pretty, I think, favorable for the Hambo Paladin. So we might see a resurgence uh, of that deck, which I'm pretty excited about. And then, hell, man, I'm just excited to play Reno Priest again. Like, yes. I yeah. I never thought I would say that. Like, I know Raffle said this last week. I didn't think oh. I would ever say this, but I'm excited to play Reno Priest. And specifically, like, the Shadow Reno Priest and see if, like... I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and see how that matches up into the Fire Warrior. <laughs> Oh. I forgot that Shredder Priest got anything new because I mean I haven't seen it with a new card. Yeah, I've seen yeah. It with a new since the set. No, there's their tools there. It's going to be fun, yeah. but we just haven't seen it. Yeah, I also I also want to say, um, everybody bust out your Lothabs. Everybody bust out your Galaka Crawlers. Everybody bust out your Cult Neophytes. It's going to be that kind of meta game. Um, but I think in general, I think there's a lot of decks that like people haven't seen in forever, like 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 Reno decks, like Odd Pirate Warrior, like freaking token druid i'm sure like secret mage i mean secret mage probably no lies not coming back because if pirate warrior is super popular and flare in quest hunter is super popular like i don't see secret mage coming back but yeah. um i mean other if than ABM that mage... i think a lot of the old decks could, could see a resurgence if apm mage is relevant secret mage is always going to be there like we've talked about this before that yep. i i mean obviously they're a lot faster now so um you know there's some concerned with that and maybe the the direct counter isn't as abrupt as it uh, has been in the past but like no we'll see it hasn't gotten new cards for a while so maybe uh maybe maybe not and maybe that's a that's a good thing but we'll see is this a, a point where i can make a confession yeah i crafted double golden nerubian raveler <laughs> Brad, i mean that's great great investment yeah, yeah, great investment um, for this future meta. You're just predicting st stonks, you know. Stonks I was working up. my way up to an all gold and you know uh, even warlock, and that's just what I ended up doing. 
I'm not sure. Well, I, I mean, Rodder, your Warlock options are limited, it feels like, for the first time in forever. So you are kind of trapped going down this even Warlock path, perhaps. I guess, but I could just find some, like, Reno handlock BS or something. Well, I would say you know, even Reno lock stonks also going up. Ooh, just... stonks. Yeah. I know this is, I mean, yeah. this is a deck that we've been playing. I mean, and by we, I mean, like, Corbett and I have been, like, working on this deck <laughs> for, like, years now, it feels like. And Corbett's always coming with the prediction one day this deck will be tier one. Maybe, maybe this is finally the meta. Like,. I mean, you get, the, you get the customer to deal with all the Evenlock Scourge that's going to be running rampant on ladder. Um, I don't know how actually useful that's going to be. But, I mean, if if Evenlock is good, Reno Evenlock is good. And, like, we get to see our good old friends, Reno and Zeph again, which will help against the, the Quest Warlocks, oh. and, or the Quest Hunters. Oh, I think <laughs> just Pirate Just piling on to Corbett, dude. Just doing it over and over would again. Would you like I'm to sorry. share your thoughts with the class, Corbett? Hmm. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll keep this one. I'll keep this one to myself. I don't want to upset me off with yeah, being a downer about it. Oh, gosh. Uh, all right. I mean, obviously, it's impossible to tell, but I think we're all really, really excited. Uh, yeah. You know, to, to play with a new meta and play with all of our new toys. Uh, so, those of you guys that are listening uh, and watching on YouTube, let us know down in the comments below what you guys are excited to play with, kind of moving forward. What deck are you going to be playing on day one of the unnerfs? Uh, and so as we move into the last little part of our, of our podcast episode here, uh, I know Rod had brought up some conversations that he wanted to have uh, while he was on the show. So if Corbett, uh, so Rod, if you uh, want to take it away, uh, go for it. Yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity, guys. And it's obviously really good to be here and really good to talk with you about a host of uh, issues for Hearthstone for the Wild format, especially now that we have uh, what's likely to be a band of the Demon Seed coming. Um so a couple weeks ago, I was just as frustrated as a whole bunch of people. And I wrote an article for Tempo Storm about this whole situation on the wild format. And as I was sort of looking to conclude it and looking forward, I sort of wanted to think about how we approach playing this game and why we play it. And at the most basic level, it's just to have fun. And... I know that there have been a lot of people sort of slinging this and that at the developers saying they don't give half a rip about the wild format. And I just wanted to, to take this very, very visible opportunity to say that unless something really dramatically weird happens with this band that we're completely not expecting, that they have really nailed it. And that they have looked to our format and once again, they have listened to the people who play it and they've put the health of the community right at the forefront of the work that they're doing. Not that we have had a perfect ride. It's been very bumpy. But we've seen this before with Snip Snap and the redesign to uh, the Magnetize, right? That's what it was called? Uh, Echo. 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 Yeah. 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 Not Magnetize, but Echo, yeah. And then with, with Naga and with Aviana... Time and again, there have been little interactions or sometimes very big ones that the developers have have sort of watched and waited perhaps too long for some people's tastes, but then they will come to it. At the end, they will do something that kind of effectively saves the format or at least saves the fun a lot of people weren't having. And so I just want to sort of look toward Ixar and say, hey, you guys are doing it. Thank you. (laughs) But I, I mostly just want to 
see what you guys think about like what comes next for wild hearthstone you know God, that's um, a deep question yeah. <laughs> I, I i think the the big thing um and we've talked about this i think it was the the hat episode i think that um mm-hmm we've seen there's a pattern uh we, i think we've hit critical mass in terms of uh cards in in the wild format to where we can simply just expect and anticipate that a card that is released will break the format that's not a probably in warlock right probably in warlock i mean historically it has been in warlock but like again it, you know we don't know what the future holds it could be it could be anything perfect predictions of what a you know any number of cards that get released, whether it's the 35 from the mini set or the 135 or whatever it is for the um, the full expansion, expecting the dev team to accurately predict the the consequences of that is an impossible endeavor. Like, and so, like the the card pool is just too large. They don't have enough staff to you know dedicate uh, people to to doing that. But in order to get into a situation where we're not where we are right now with, with Seedlock, where people are, you know, tired of that, I think that they need to anticipate and expect that and be prepared to just, like, act quickly and uh, accordingly. I, I wouldn't even mind, in some cases, maybe temporary bans while they, like, um, you know, oh. if remove it and then see if, uh, you know, things could adjust naturally and then, you know, rotate it back in if it... Um, if like i don't know i don't even know how you would test that necessarily because like if you like if it's out of the game your your player base isn't testing it and the player base is always going to have more eyes on something than a a small dev team which is focused on an entirely different format but either way i think that the we need to anticipate expect it maybe not get as riled up as we have in the past and as a and in exchange though i think that maybe the the team just needs to be you know have that have that patch like queued up and, and ready to yeah. go in order to to address the the problem because we did see an, a you know a, a rather uh, abrupt change to Steeler souls and i think that that maybe yes. um set expectations in a yeah. weird place because like that's we've never even with tiller like the back-to-back we had tiller and um and Steeler souls and those happen quickly because they are kind of like corb has talked about game breaking like, mechanical issues that weren't yes. necessarily power level focused well maybe they need to have that same expectation and anticipation and um be able to maybe not as quickly uh, address some of the changes that are power level changes and so just the the expectation for the dev team needs to be that something's going to break we need to be prepared to fix it the expectation yep. from the community is that something is going to break they are prepared to fix it and like let them take the uh, requisite time to, to do so and um you know, sometimes, unfortunately, we're we're going to be where we are right now, where it's like, well, this feels a, a little bit too late. But um, also, kind of like what we talked about, I understand why it's a little bit too late. I understand why people are upset that it feels yes. too late. But um, I think how you express that um, issue is, uh, or how you express that frustration, can maybe be healthier within the community. And I, you know, we had a long conversation with Hat about that. Yeah. So totally. The one thing that I, I will close with, and I, I, don't, I don't know this is probably gonna ruffle some feathers but Ooh. the the reality is is that it is not the developer's responsibility to make sure that you personally enjoy the game it Ooh. is their responsibility to make the best game that they can and address any issues with that game as they see them 
you it, like you as a player it, like if you're not happy with this metagame I wasn't happy with this metagame but I still found a way to have fun if you're unable to have fun in a game like find a different I game <laughs> I, I feel like you need to to look internally a little yeah. bit before you start blaming the developers for the the issues that that you have with the game yeah. absolutely the game was imperfect I was very frustrated for a long time with uh, queuing into warlock but I still found a way to have fun because it's a game. Like, I, and I think that like, that sort of gets lost in some of the, um, you know, very active, very plugged in uh, aspects of the, the community. And it's sort of the, if the, the reaction tends to be, if I'm not having fun, well, that's somebody uh, on the dev team's fault. And I, I, I don't buy that. If, if I may speak somewhat personally about this, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I've been sort of trying to figure out like my own reactions and, and how to process stuff. And I wonder if over the last year and a half, I've spent probably more time in Hearthstone than I would otherwise because I've been mostly bottled up between work and family. Yes, but also because of stuff going on in the real world out there. And so, you know, I, I wonder if, if if that hadn't have been the case, if for me and for others, if the reaction wouldn't have been as visceral. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I think you're absolutely right, Raffle. 100%. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's probably a lot of hindsight going on with a lot of what happened with Warlock, this expansion. Um, you know, like, the the first thing is that people are probably going to say, how could they have released this into Wild, as it is. Well, spoiler, uh, most top players didn't think the seed was going to be very good in Wild. Uh, we didn't even think it was going to be very strong. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, some people did, but a lot of people were just like, whatever, it's not going to make it in Darkly Warlock, myself included. I didn't think it was. Um, okay, so, so it gets released, turns out it's broken, great. Uh, it gets nerfed. Two weeks later, Darkly and Flesh Giant get nerfed. Those cards hit super, super hard. Um, Darkly, one of the worst cards now in the deck. Turns out it's probably not enough, even though it doesn't really make sense. Like, I don't understand how the deck really survived Darklair getting completely butchered, but it did. It just happened to survive it. And at the exact same time as the nerf, a new Fatigue version popped up that didn't even exist before the nerf even happened in the first place. And that deck took over. Um, and so, like, that was a pretty quick response, right? Like, the expansion came out on the 4th, and then Warlock in Wild got a double nerf by the 18th. And so it was really only two weeks. Uh, for a, a thing that wasn't, I don't think, that obviously broken. And, yeah, it would have been great if things were sped up, but the patch on the 30th was only to a couple cards. That wasn't, like, a full-on patch they did. That was sort of... Uh, they weren't able to, like, have any localization for that or anything uh, when they did Flesh Giant to 10 and Steeler. And so they had to bundle in this recent patch with a whole bunch of Battleground stuff that they were planning on doing. And so it kind of makes sense... When you look back at what happened with Warlock this time, why it happened, how it did. Um, and yeah, I, I think like Ruffle has said, there should be an expectation that they should probably go after stuff preemptively. Like they should they should be very ready to, to step in as soon as an expansion drops. But I, I think as bad as it's been for the past month and a half, I, I do think sometimes the devs just low roll. <laughs> I, think, I think that the... Uh, it's so hard to predict what's going to be broken and not in wild because the power level's so high and there are so many interactions and it's not their priority. Sometimes the devs low roll, guys, and I think that's just kind of what happened a little bit with this expansion. <laughs> I think that's a good way of putting it. It's a very Hearthstone way of putting it, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, 
I agree with everything that's been said, so I don't really want to, like, repeat it. I will also say, like, I've also seen some tweets or, like, messages that are, like, there should be an advisory group of WoW players Terrible. to the devs. And I've seen, <laughs> honestly, I've seen our names floated around, and I'm just like, dude, yeah. the three of us thought the Demon Seed would suck. Why the hell do you want us advising changes to the WoW format? Like, <laughs> the devs are devs for a reason, and, like, yeah, they're going to miss a couple of things, but they also hit a lot that's right. And I think a lot of people will focus on, like, the one thing that goes wrong. All right, go ahead. There, yeah. Yeah, we, we only say the one thing that goes wrong. We don't yeah. say the 999 things that get caught along the way. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, like, again, I get tagged. I get tagged in that stuff all the time. I was going to say crap, but I get tagged in that stuff all the time um, <laughs> about, like, the Wild needs an advisory board or we should consult top players. Like, I don't think that's true at no. all. Like, one, I don't think Wild's a format that necessarily needs even that much attention. And even if there are issues, I think it can just get patched. And I don't think that Wild players in general could even, one, agree on everything that needs to be done oh, or yeah. would really be able to do a great job of it. Like, it doesn't... There are so many contradicting ideas and it's like, who do you really trust with this stuff? I wouldn't want to be on that board. I shouldn't be trusted with it necessarily. Um, or at least uh, if I do ever like apply for a game dev job, it wouldn't be on the basis of like, hey, uh, fix wild. Like that wouldn't make any sense. And I think it's so silly to look for. I also think it's silly to just like look to the most well-known or vocal members of the community and assume that they would automatically do the best job. Um, it's kind of like a heavy, heavy bias because you have big audience, you equal great design developer. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make very much sense to me. The the Venn diagram between good player and good designer isn't the perfect circle that a lot of people seem to pretend that it is. Like those are, yeah. there, there's some overlapping aspects of those skill sets, but they aren't I identical. Um, and you know, there's also the issue of like, I, I mean, Rod had mentioned, you know, thanking XR for the changes, but we need to remember that there's a large team involved yes. in yeah. like making any change and so decisions aren't just like well we're waiting on ixar or we're waiting yeah, on alec to, make the, to, yeah. to, to flip the, the switch or, or the pull the trigger codes. right or <laughs> pull the trigger on these cards and it's like no like anybody that's worked in a corporate environment knows that no decision just gets made by a person you have to go through meetings it's hell they want to make the change everybody has different ideas though just like the wild community has different ideas okay. though and those, those things unfortunately take time as a result like that's just the nature of working within a team and you know i'm sure that that's not something that they're ecstatic about all the time and like the the other thing is that, like even with that you know asking the community to get involved in that let's put in an unreasonable amount of power in a small number of people's hands that like there's a reason why the the team is big and there's a reason why it's not just one person's uh opinion and in terms of making these decisions or even like three people's decisions in making these decisions because they're going to get it wrong sometimes. And we, you know, if it were us, we would get it wrong a lot of times. Like uh... ah, you get it wrong. <laughs> ever. Always like, right. <laughs> Only like, you it, it's just it, like, it's <laughs> people make mistakes. They, they are a team full of humans that are fallible. I think that they're making that they're doing at least something to, um, you know, acknowledge and amend those mistakes in banning a card that seems to be problematic. I mean, it seems yeah. like they're also working pretty damn hard. Yeah. I, I just want to, like, reiterate everyone. I know it was, wasn't was going to repeat anything you guys said. I just want to reiterate, like, the statement that you made about, like, the tiller and the stealer changes kind of, I think, bias people's opinions on, like, how fast they can do nerfs. And so they should always do nerfs this fast. 
Whereas, like, like we've been saying, that's they made those special case scenarios for very specific reasons, and they were not necessarily related to balance, more play experience. Um, and so, like, honestly, for a wild change, you guys realize that this is like a month and a half compared to the how many months of Nogalock and the how many months of Big Priest that we had to suffer through? Like, oh my god, yeah, we can. Snip snap was slow. By, yeah, since that was like nine months, right? Something like that. Like, it was an uh, insane amount of time. Yeah, it was released in May, and it was OP from like August. So it was it was the entire expansion, yeah, right up like, until December. Yeah. Something like that. It was a long ass time for Snipsap. Yeah. Like they are getting better at recognizing how to make changes, and then faster at addressing those changes. Like a month and a half. Like hell, yes, I wanted it changed on the 18th, and yes, I wanted it changed on the 30th. But hell, I'm happy we're getting it changed now and not midway through the next expansion, right? Like, we are getting changes, and I think people need to, like, adjust kind of their expectations, I think is the big thing, uh, for a lot of the reasons that we have talked about now. And I think once you understand and <laughs> have proper expectations, you'll have a lot more fun with the game, um, which I think is a was a really big deal. No, I think that... But, yeah, I, I think that that is a fantastic point and something that, like... I tried to communicate and you did a better job of it so good job <laughs> yes something i finally did better than wrong yes. let's go nailed it so i'm going to wrap up the the podcast episode with one last thing we have to do our weekly xr content uh xr had another q a today uh we only have one question to feature but it's by the one the only corvette games asking a very Yay. very important question um about the discover bonus uh so is this something that the team might ever bring back or change uh, even if it's not the full 4x multiplier bonus. For those of you guys that don't know, back in the Stone Age of Hearthstone, when they initially introduced Discover, um, you had a you were four times more likely to discover cards from your own class, right? So like if you were playing Control Warrior, I believe was the deck back in the day, when you were playing Frightened Flunky, which is like a two minute two two discover a taunt, you were very very likely to hit the very small pool of warrior taunt minions, including other flunkies. And the, uh, what was the big one? The, the Armadillo? Armagadillo? Like, something like that. Um, or if you were playing Dr. Boom and you discovered a mech, you were very likely to hit the, the Omega Devastator. The 4-5 deal 10 to a minion. Um, back in Priest, right? Nether Spite Historians. Got the chaining of Nether Spites into Dustbreakers and Draconid Operatives. Like, those were the good old days. But they when they changed that, they made it you were just as likely to find neutral minions as you were class minions. Um as a way to kind of not only nerf those specific decks, but also kind of future-proof, future designs of discovered cards. So that's what Corbett's talking about here, asking if the team might ever kind of revert that change. Uh, Corbett says, I feel really weird talking about you in third person here. It's weird. Small discover pool and changing power levels as these pools rotate, but I feel like a lot of the discover cards, particularly neutrals, are so bad without it, it makes them feel less unique to each class. Uh, so XR replied, we haven't gone back to think about this as a success or a failure yet. Alec or Chucky might have more thoughts. Uh, so basically, you know, something they're thinking about. And so I really wanted to just bring this up as like, do you want Discover Bonus back? And do you think it would be good? At least for a while, I think it would be really good. But kind of just in general, what are your thoughts about Class Bonus coming back for Discover? I'm into it. I don't need it to be like... I, I agree with Corb wholeheartedly here. And it was a change that I was kind of like reluctant to accept to begin with, because like 
the the point of discovering what makes it better than just like generate a card is that it's narrow and you get a little bit of consistency out of it. Well, with card pool or with the card pool as wide as it is in wild, uh, you lose that consistency and it's kind of a bummer. So bringing in at least the um, the class bonus would narrow that down a little bit more. At least not you know obviously not to the extent that like the discover pool is in standard, but like Corb pointed out, like the discover options feel kind of brutal sometimes because like neutral cards are bad and like neutral cards get worse over time because more class cards come in for wild and class cards are inherently stronger than neutral cards so it's just like i you know i want to i want to find the cool class cards that do interesting fun things and are more powerful than just like a pile of stats so yeah i i would like to see this change i don't i don't think it needs to be the 4x bonus back but like you know, 2x. Just make it more likely I get the, the the good stuff. Is it ever possible we could have it both ways, where in wild rule is one thing, but in standard rule is a different thing? Probably. I think from an engineering perspective, it probably is just like... Probably doesn't work. It, it, it yeah. works. You, you could absolutely do it. I just don't know if it's worth the... If it's uh, going to be worth the effort for them, or like it's something that they can, um, you know, yeah. actually... Screw it then. I'm with you guys. Meowth, what era did you call this? What age? The Stone Age. Oh, not not the Stonehill Age? Oh, God. <laughs> Missed opportunities, oh, oh, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sitting on that one for three minutes. And, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> to bring it back. All right, here, Corb, Corb, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bump some engagement for you. Or pump some mm-hmm. engagement for you. Yeah. If you, dear listener agree with Corbett that they should bring the Discover bonus, you should go to this tweet and press that heart icon so that you can let Ixar know who replied to the tweet that it is a good idea and you are in favor of it. Outstanding. My God. Doing all the work for you. Even after that terrible, terrible... I don't even want to call it a joke, but... Look, look, Hat was on the episode last week. He uh, he obviously rubbed off off on me and influenced there. (laughs) All the puns. Yeah, I, 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 I know you, you, you gave me air quotes when I said the good old days of Dustbreakers and Draconite Operatives off another spike, but those were good old days, man. Those were those the good were days. Good days. Yeah. I miss I that, do. dude. I, I miss another spike a lot. Yeah. I miss Stonehill, too. Oh, my God. In Paladin? Yeah. God, imagine... No, you never run it. I'm, I'm trolling. But, like, you remember no, when like, they used to I... run Stonehill and Odd Paladin just for the tiny yeah. percent chance that you hit Tarot? Like... Yeah. I remember yeah, that. I, I think that was great. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Give it back. Uh, it, the thing that prompt the thing that prompted this was watching Meowth play with uh, what what's the card called? Resizing Re- pouch. Resizing pouch. I was playing resizing. Uh, yeah, pouch. It, like it was oh. like a resizing pouch, and you played it with like one mana left, and you got Tentacle of Mazoth, Smuggler's Crate with no minions in hand, and I, I can't even remember what the hell the, the Beastial third Wrath. card was. I remember this very Beastial Beastial Wrath, and yeah. I was like, we gotta fix oh, this. <laughs> like we gotta we, we gotta change yeah, this it, somehow. It, it, feels, like, it just feels bad. Tentacle yeah. Of the Moth, really? Yeah. I, I played yeah, it and killed off my own minions with it. My leopard. <laughs> hey! Now we're talking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was dead anyways was... because killing off my own uh, leopard gnomes actually killed me because they were a quest law, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just want to play with stuff like Nether Spy. I mean, even like Frightened Flunky is like unplayable if you wanted to play Quest Warrior for whatever reason. Um, mm hmm. Like guidance and druid and shaman might actually be like a real card if you can, like, and resizing. Well, guidance couch. is already well, guidance that's spells, is already right? only overload. Yeah. So, 
yeah, I don't know. I Wait, spells. Yeah. Yeah. It's whatever guidance is. Yeah. I, I just want more of these cards to actually like, I feel like every time we evaluate cards, we're just like, Oh, it's a two mana one, three that discovers something. Oh wait, but it's wild discover sucks. But discovers bad. Yeah. And I don't, I obviously don't know how relevant this is in standard. Cause I, like in standard, the only two discover minions that I know of right now only discover spells. Right, you have Scorpion and you have the Panda, the two mana one three, and so uh, those already have a class. Is, is that spell as well? The uh, quest spell? Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, the it three, is. Uh, like they're all they're all spell yeah, cards, right? Yeah, okay. So how much does the class yeah. bonus actually affect those? Not at all. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think that they'll do it just because of like standard. Because they've had to make this change, they haven't had to worry about like discover pools being an issue balance wise in standard. But it also just makes like this entire keyword kind of useless in the eternal format, which kind of sucks. So I'd be very happy um, if if they brought this back. I don't know. I don't know if they'll do it, but I don't know. Like like Raffle mentioned, go like this tweet. Show your support for uh, <laughs> bringing do back. It. Yeah, it's a great bonus. Great tweet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for our episode this week. Uh, lots to talk about. Really, really awesome conversations. Uh, and of course, for all of it, we were joined by Rodded. So Rodded, thank you again for uh, for joining us this week. Appreciate you. Uh, for those of you, the people that are out there that are not already following you on all your socials, uh, let them know where they can find you. Yep. Twitch, Twitter, at the Rotted Zombie. Just go into the internet, look for the Rotted Zombie, and there I shall be. And uh, Raffle Corp, thank you again for, uh, for joining me this week as well. Uh, of course, let the people know where they can find you guys. You can find me on Twitch and YouTube at Raffle and uh, Twitter and Instagram at RaffleHS. Uh, and you can find me, Corbett Games, on uh, Twitch and YouTube and in Exiles Replies on Twitter. Um, so make sure you go check out Corbett Games. And thank you again, Rodda, so much for uh, yeah coming on the show. Absolutely a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me very much. Uh, and of course, you can find me at Get Me Out, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all that kind of good stuff. And of course, you can find out the podcasts on YouTube, uh, but also on the go, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that kind of good stuff. If you guys want to check it out, uh, Rotted, thank you again. And for those of you guys that are watching on YouTube, let us know down in the comments what decks you're excited to play, what cards you think are getting nerfed, what cards you think are getting buffed, all that kind of good stuff. Let us know your hot takes and overreactions. Uh, those are always the, the best to read. So let us know down in the comments below. Appreciate you guys listening all the way to the end, and we will see you guys again next week. Later.